This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Before we introduce this episode, I just want to let you know that I've just started a new Facebook group and you are invited. I would absolutely love you to join it. It's called the Product Creators Club and it's for all product creators and makers. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes or you can also search Product Creators Club on Facebook. So today I'm speaking to Priffy Brinkley. Priffy creates accessible fine art, limited edition digital prints in a variety of sizes and finishes. So Priffy actually um, started off um, offering photography services, so she's a photographer as well. And um, she speaks in this episode about how the start of lockdown in March 2020 prompted her to rethink what she was offering. Priffy then shares the process of taking some of her favourite prints and turning them into art that's ready for others to buy and hang up on their walls. This is a really fascinating conversation. Um, I don't know much about the world of art, it's fair to say. Um, and it was fascinating to me, sort of all the everything that goes into it and how much detail Priffy's gone into and how much she thinks about to create just a wonderful product that people can just buy and it's just ready to hang up and look beautiful in their homes. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation as always. And now I would love to introduce you to Priffy. So hi, Priffy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So let's start by um, you giving an introduction to you, your business and the products that you sell, please. Yes, of course. So my name is Prithi Brinkley and I am a London-based photographer. I specialise in um, the creation and selling of fine art limited edition prints, uh, which is something that I do alongside um, being a day-to-day photographer for branding for um different types of businesses really so I kind of offer a product and also a service within my photography business. Oh that's really interesting we'll definitely talk about that a bit more later on um but if you're okay let's start right at the beginning um can you tell me a bit of background of how you got into photography in the in the first place should we start there? Of course yeah I mean my love for art and um, anything creative really started from when I was a young girl and that's kind of continued on you know through school and everything else but I didn't really follow a path down that um, down that avenue um, just because I think uh, much like many other people they kind of go towards the academics rather than the creative side of you know careers and that's what I ended up doing so I, I was in IT 
um, project management for quite a long time. And when I had my daughter, uh, actually just before I had my daughter, um, I was made redundant from the job that I had. And I soon realized that the work-life balance that I had prior to being pregnant um, was pretty, it, it was really muddled really. There was no work-life balance. It was pretty intense, the job that I was doing. And I soon realized that wasn't sustainable, especially with my husband's job being very demanding as well. So I decided to just kind of leap in to my hobby and, and my passion, which was photography. For a very long time I invested in, in a really good camera and um, just kind of started really slowly. Um, it took a long time for me to get to where I am now. I think I just needed a bit more of a push and some encouragement but I started off being a, photo a family photographer and um, you know photographing mainly like birthday parties and babies and and all, you know families and all that kind of thing and then Covid came along and everything went to a grinding halt. And that's actually when my print business was born. And um, I, I, I then started to look at branding photography instead because I started to get requests from people that I knew um, about potentially photographing their products and, and doing some for them. So that's more now. So I've kind of left the family photography behind and I'm now more focused on branding and the prints so I've got a, a mixture of uh, archive prints, which I sell, along with some new ones that I'm creating as well for a new series. So I've waffled on a lot there. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's really good. Thank you. And um, I just want to apologise for my dog barking in the background as well. I'm not sure if anyone else picked that up. Um, I didn't actually realise he was here till he started barking, but that's life for you. So I'm really sorry about that. That's so thank right. you for all of I didn't realise that you'd started selling your prints so recently, actually. Um so we so were recording now in September, so really sort of 18 months ago. And had were they, um, I don't know if this is a, a silly question, but were they shots you were taking specifically with the aim of, oh, I, I could sell these? Or were you looking at sort of photos you'd already taken? Um, so what I'm trying to say is, were you sort of planning to do that? Had you, did you have shots already that you thought, oh, actually, I could probably sell these? Or were you taking shots with the view to selling them as prints, if that makes sense? Yeah, sure. No, that's not a silly question at all. Um, so it was actually uh, June last year that I started the print business. And I had, I've got hundreds and hundreds of photos that I've taken from various places around the world. I've been very fortunate to have been able to travel quite a lot. So I, you know, and, and people used to look at my photos and say, they're really, really good. Why don't you sell them? Why don't you do something with them? And I guess it was a question of confidence. I never really thought that they would sell or that, you know, that was even a possibility. So I've got I've got so many images from like very remote places like Antarctica um, and, you know, uh, where else like Machu Picchu and you know, Japan and places like this. Some really, really lovely photos that I've never really done anything with. And um, actually, that's those are the ones that I've kind of put onto my website and and decided to sell as, as a first kind of series. And then. There's some new ones that I'm working on as well at the moment. So now it's a, it's a completely different kind of frame of mind for me because I have to now look at, okay, I'm going to sell these. I need to really figure out what I want, how I want to take these images and how I want to edit them and, and what to do with them really. So it's a completely different scenario. 
Whereas before it was, I, I had the freedom to just shoot whatever I wanted. And then if I liked it afterwards, I'd think, okay, yeah, I can sell that. So it's, it's really just a mixture of those things. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, answer, for answering that, because I know I'm not sure if it was a, a silly question or not. But um, so it sounds like you're in a position where I guess the branding work and the family photography sort of wasn't happening with all the various lockdowns. Was that when the idea came about of selling prints that you, you know, of shots you already had? It did. Yes, exactly. Because, I, you know, my work stopped and um, we weren't able to photograph large groups or anything like that. I know that. Um, you know, some photographers found their way around this, but um, I really just started to look at all of the archive in images I have. I've literally got thousands and I was going through them. I think as everybody did in lockdown, they just kind of, you know, looked inward because they, there wasn't much happening in the outside world. So people were just kind of fixing up their houses or doing things. And I think this kind of started because we were looking at just printing some out to put in our own home. And I thought, you know what, why not just give it a go? I've, I've thought about it before and why not just give it a go now? Because my what I was doing before with the family photography isn't happening. What have I got to lose? So I just really just went for it. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think you're right that it is, a you know, probably also sort of seeing images like yours, which I've taken a look of, of, you know, these really far away places must be really inspiring for people as well at a time when we were all sort of in our homes and not being able to go anywhere. Um, I think sort of, you know, inspiring images like that are kind of what people like to see as well. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, I guess that's kind of the idea is that, especially with the Antarctica images, which are the ones that I put up a lot on social media and also on my website, um, and also being represented through a gallery at the moment is that, you know, the whole idea with that is that there's not many people that get to travel there. It, it's quite expensive to go and you need a lot of time out um, to, to actually visit because of the amount of travel time that it takes. So, you know, the idea was that if people don't, well, if first of all, they might not want to go, they, they might not be, they might pick Maldives over Antarctica. So why would they want to go there in the first place? But I guess it's more a case of, well, this is a place that I probably will never go in my life. And, but I, you know, I like penguins, for instance, you know, I'd love to have some images of some penguins in my house or, or, um, you know, a shipwreck or some birds or, or whatever, you know, the, the kind of species that, that live around there. It's really just kind of connection to a very far away place, like you say. Yeah, that's fantastic. And let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about logistics or sort of how you actually do this. I'm quite interested in, in logistics. So yeah. do you have to um, find somebody who can sort of produce your prints for you? Because I'm assuming you sell them as prints rather than as, as downloads. So how, how does that work? Um, but the actual production places in Germany... Um, but I liaise with the office that's based in London. So it's, it's a fantastic studio and they do um, different types of printing paper depending on the image. So it's all kind of customized so that the, I have the best type of printing paper for the image itself. So if it's a black and white photo, for instance, it will go in a certain type of Fuji film paper. And if it's a colored photo, then it might be recommended that it be printed onto something else, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's printed, but I also, the, the way that I'm selling my images at the moment is framed. So they're printed on paper and then they sit under really beautiful glossy acrylic glass and then 
they're put within a, a floating frame which is made of solid oak and it and it can come in various colors as well so it's it's really kind of it, it's all kind of done for you really because i know that many people have the issue of well i really like this photo i like this print but now i have to go out and buy a frame and you know i don't necessarily know how to choose a frame or I don't know where to go to get one and you know the the additional cost of all that kind of thing whereas I provide that all in one um, and so it's already done and it also comes with hooks at the back so it's literally just ready to hang all you need to do is is um, grab a hammer and a few nails and just stick it into a wall really because it's even got a hanging piece on there so it, it's a really great studio actually um, I, I used them before I started my print business and I was really really happy with the work that they do it's really high quality and um, really durable and you can tell that it's uh, long lasting as well so yeah they're, they're a brilliant studio they're so everything's manufactured in Germany and then it can be shipped out to wherever really Oh, that's fantastic and it sounds like you did such a great job of finding someone really good because as you say your art is beautiful and so it needs to be presented correctly um and it's it's fantastic you offer that service because I mean I know as well that actually you can buy a really nice print of something and you can buy a really nice frame but actually it sounds really daft perhaps but putting something in a frame in a way that it looks good isn't as easy as it sounds is it to frame something nicely um I think there is a bit of a skill to it. I don't have that. Um, so I think that's really good that the customer gets like the finished piece, as you say, just ready to hang. Yeah, exactly. Because um, what I tend to do is look for the colours within the image itself to choose the frame. And then it's not always easy to find that frame on the high street or online. Uh, it can be quite tough. So I think that's why I like to provide the customer with the finished option. And then we can actually tweak a few things like the color of the frame, for instance, if they if they wanted something very specific. So it's really just an all in one Like you can you can even buy it as a gift if you wanted to or you can buy it for yourself. Um, or, you know, some of my prints would fit really well in in hospitality space, like a restaurant or a hotel is what I'm being told at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all kind of just done for you. And, and that's really thanks to the, to the studio that I use. So they've done a really fantastic job at manufacturing everything that I've, I've sent their way. Oh, but I do, yeah, I do, and that's fantastic. And I think it's great that you are able to offer that option because like, I think there are so many things in, when it comes to buying art, I think there were so many things that can trip you up, like not knowing how to frame it or where to get the frame, you know, all of these things. Yeah. I think it's fantastic that you can, and that you can be so flexible as well if someone says actually, no, I don't want that frame. I want a different color or whatever. Um, it sounds like you spend a lot of time as well, sort of choosing the right paper and the right frames to go with each, with each print as well. Yes, um, exactly, because it all really comes down to, I mean, my prints are not cheap. Um, I'm quite happy to admit that, but that's because of the whole process that goes behind, um, you know, first of all, from taking the image and, and then to like actually editing it, that can sometimes take me a really, really long time to do. Um, but then, as you say, selecting the right type of paper um, and the acrylic that goes over the top and then the floater frame, and all that kind of thing really. And then, you know, the, the shipping accounts for that as well. The fact that we can have it shipped from Germany to America, for example, or, you know, anywhere in Europe is really, you know, the flexibility is there within the price. So yes, exactly, that, that's exactly what it is. And so where are you selling your, your prints at the moment? 
So at the moment, um, I'm selling them through my website. And that's something that I've just recently started because I've, I'm still actually working on my website. It's, it's, um, it's under construction, but it, I've got a basic thing there with a the shop and all that kind of stuff. So it, the prints are now available in the shop on the website. And I'm also selling through um, Podomo Gallery, which is a America-based gallery. Um, an online gal gallery as well. They're based in Miami, but um, they're very much established and they sell artwork um, and they, they target Northern America mainly. Um, but um, I believe you can have it shipped again from, you know, if you wanted to make a purchase from Europe through them, you could have it shipped wherever you wanted to as well. So it's, it's not an issue really, but so yeah, it's the gallery and my website at the moment. Okay, thank you. And so when you first started selling these prints just over a year ago, um, so what did, what what were you doing to sort of promote the fact that you had products to sell? Because obviously previously you'd been offering services that people might have known you as a family photographer or a branding photographer. So how did you make the switch to um to sell to selling your prints? So I um I started with Etsy actually, um, because it was more it was more of a let's see what happens here kind of a situation that I put myself in and I just put a few on Etsy I made a few sales um, and then and then I kind of left it for a while because I think we then went into two more lockdowns after that and I really wasn't in, intending for that to happen I don't think anybody imagined that we would go through three lockdowns I think after the first one we really thought that that was the end of it so um then when everything locked down again, I, I did get slightly demotivated and um, I did leave it for a little while. And then I really kind of put some momentum into it around March this year. I, um, I started to contact galleries and I started to look at various different avenues. And luckily I, I found the gallery that I'm with now and um, they, you know, they, wanted to, they wanted to sell my work through their platform which has been really, really great. It's been a huge blessing. Um, but I really just use social media to promote myself. Um, being a new business and, and trying something new, obviously you don't have a huge amount of funding to begin with. So I just, I worked on setting up my website and um, mainly using Instagram and Facebook to promote myself. And then more recently LinkedIn as well. Yeah, and I can see that um, platform tools such LinkedIn and um, sorry and Instagram has worked really well for you because obviously your what you do is so visual um yeah. and so I can see that social media has worked really well I think what you said about just starting off on Etsy and seeing how it goes is actually a really good approach because obviously to get started on Etsy doesn't cost very much it's fairly I don't want to say it's easy because I know that you know you need to put work into getting it right and I know that sort of Etsy sellers spend a lot of time making sure their listings are optimized and and things like that but I think as an entry place it sounds really sensible just to see you know and if they sell there presumably then you can think okay well they're, they're going to sell on Etsy they'd sell somewhere else and that definitely makes more sense to me than sort of an, you know spending a lot of time and money on a website or something bespoke yeah. before knowing if they're going to take off. Exactly. And I think for small businesses, Etsy is brilliant. Um, it really provides a platform for anyone who doesn't have a huge uh, startup investment. And you can just, like you say, just try it out and see what happens. I think because many of us do rely on social media to promote ourselves. Um, and Etsy, I think it, it can be quite difficult to find items as well, unless you're searching for something very specific. 
Um, but you know, so it's quite a competitive platform. But on the other side of it, like you say, it's really great. It's a it's a really good tool to to start with. That's good to know. And did you um did you have to invest on any advertising on Etsy or anything like that, or or did your listings sell without having to do that? Um, I didn't invest in any advertising. No, um, they, you know, they. I've sold a few pieces, not many, um, and you know, some of that was through promoting it myself through social media, and then they would go to the Etsy shop from finding my my work on social media, or whether that be through family and friends and recommendations, um, because uh, it, it, you know, I think there's quite a lot on Etsy. So you won't always come up in people's searches. You have to try and get to the top if you can. Um, and, and also use utilize the hashtags and all that kind of thing on Etsy too. So it, it was quite tough, but um, like you mentioned before, it's, it's really cheap to list items on there. So it's definitely worthwhile trying that to begin with. Yeah, thank you. And I, and I hope you don't mind me asking that. I was, I was just really trying to get a sense because on I know on some other marketplaces, unless you do advertising, you don't actually stand much of a chance initially. So I um, work with a lot of Amazon sellers, for example, and on Amazon, unless you're prepared to put a bit of money behind it at the start, it can be really, really hard to get going, unfortunately. So it's good to know that, that you know, Etsy might not be the same if your product is one that can be sold on Etsy um it's good to know that it can be maybe a bit easier to get started and when I say easier I know like a lot of work goes into it but it's good to know that you know you don't necessarily have to spend lots of money on ads to get those first sales no I mean like you know what we're lucky with as well is that we have free um social media platforms that we can use and and use those for advertising or marketing instead where they're a bit cheaper um, you know, where you can roll out an ad, for example, on Facebook, it might just work a bit better for smaller businesses. Yeah, I think that's right. And then obviously you can, if you wanted to, you can do Facebook ads, going to your Etsy store, going to your website or, or wherever you wanted to, yeah. but you wouldn't necessarily, if you were selling on Amazon, want to do a, a Facebook ad sort of going there. Yeah, sure. Totally. So now you're selling um, some products as well as this, you, um, are you offering the services again? So are you doing the, the photography that you were doing previously? Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not doing the family photography as much. I've done um, uh, one shoot this year for a family, but I am more focused on the business branding side. I've, I'm finding that there's demand in that area. Um, so I'm just going to stick with it. And actually, I really, really enjoy it. It's um, really great to meet other small business owners and really kind of find out about their brand stories and why they started their business and really help to tell that story through the photography. Um, so, you know, it's not always just kind of formal, straightforward headshots. It can be about the products as well, um, as well as the kind of business owner within the products. I just find it really, really interesting and really fun, actually. I think without that side of my business, I think I would probably find find um, just a print business on its own a little bit boring. Um, only because there's, you know, you're just kind of stuck with working by yourself a lot of the time. And there's not that interaction with other people. And if you're used to that, it can be really, really hard being a business owner of your, of your own, just working on your own and, you know, creating and selling products. And that, I think that's why I've stuck with the services side, because it really enables me to get out there and, and meet people 
and still kind of and you know you're always learning as well when you when you're meeting other people you're still always learning about your offerings and your your business as well as other people's businesses and it's also a great opportunity to network so I, I don't foresee myself ever stopping that side of it yeah I think it was a great combination I think that makes total sense and especially as if you love what you're doing and I think with selling um the prints as well I guess it could also you know there's probably not I'm not saying it's easy to sell products or there's nothing to do to sell products but I think on a day-to-day basis um like you say you don't have the same interactions with other people there's not this it's not the same is it as sort of doing a as offering a service where you get out and you meet people and speak to people and you have different things going on I think just solely selling the products um yeah might as you say might not be as fulfilling exactly yeah I mean it's it's both aspects of the business are really really interesting in their own right but I still very much like meeting people and seeing people um and just you know getting behind the camera Um, because a lot of my print shots are taken abroad or in different places Um, some are taken in the UK um, but a lot of them a lot of my inspiration and my motivation comes from going to new places and other countries so I think this really enables me to get out and and shoot for other people really and do it for them and give them photos that they're really happy with as well so yeah it's, it's really nice actually to be able to do that Thank you. And I'm I'm going to be putting you on the spot a little bit of this question, and I'm really sorry to, to, to do that, but you, I can't help myself because you did mention that, you know, you also take some product shots as well as it's part of the branding. Is there any ad- advice you would give people when they're photographing their products or arranging to photos of their products? I really hope you don't mind me asking, but I couldn't resist. That's okay. You mean when they're taking photos of their products themselves? Yeah, or maybe if they're asking somebody else to do it, because I think that product photography is so difficult, isn't it? I mean, Uh, it's nice to have the photos of your product, like on a white backdrop, for example. But beyond that, I think it can be really hard to, to, you know, for people to to visualise how to get great shots of their products and what they're offering. Yeah, sure. So what I often tell my clients is to think about what you know what words best describe your business um three or four words that best describe it you know and it let's say say for example you've got a business where you create dresses so it might be something like um fun vibrant colorful um comfortable maybe um and then you know that really kind of gives us a good foundation to to what kind of images we want to create so you know, does does vibrant and colourful really fit in with just a very neutral background or do we want lots of colour in there? Um, I would definitely say it's always worth thinking about what your business represents and, you know, how you would describe it to somebody else because we can always use that to create, you know, whether you want fun photos or whether you want um, just very simple, minimalistic, formal photos. I think you really should consider that before taking photos. So, I mean, you might just want to take a single image, single photo of one product on its own. It might be a candle, for example. So white background might work really well because what you're selling is the candle. Um, But if you're selling a line of clothing, for example, it might not work so well. Maybe this particular line of clothing would work really well being photographed outside or maybe it would work really well being photographed in a wardrobe, for example. 
Um, so I think those kinds of things really kind of give you some ideas to work with. And if, you know, a good photographer should be able to help you to come up with something as well. That's brilliant. Thank you. And thank you so much for answering that because I know you didn't realise that was coming up, but I didn't know it was coming up either. I didn't know I was going to ask you that until you mentioned <laughs> the product photography. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your journey and talking to us about your, about your products and your business. Um, the final question that I ask everybody who comes on is what would your number one piece of advice be for anyone looking to do something similar? So I would say um, really take the time to research and um, you know, gather samples and really think about what it is that you want to produce. So when I started out, I, I wasn't just looking at just printing photos. I, was, I started, I think, because I started to meet other people who sell products and I thought about putting my prints onto um, like candles or books, for example. And I really got a little bit lost, if I'm completely honest. And I didn't actually uh, realize how much time it takes to actually figure out what it is that you want to do. Unless it's super, super clear from the beginning um, about what you want to sell, whether that be just one product or two single products, that's it. I think you can get a little bit lost. So it's really worth speaking to um, manufacturers or studios, whatever it may be, get as many samples as you can um and and really take time to like look at quality and what it is that you want to do and just really stick with that and make sure you have the best quality um because i mean at the end of the day you you do want to stand out from your competitors and you do want to make sure that your customers buy the best possible thing that they can from you and you know it does take time i think for me it took around 5 or 6 months and I didn't actually estimate that in my business. I thought I was just going to hit the ground running and that would be it when I started. But it's, the reality is not that at all. Um, I think people just need to be prepared for that. It does take time. But once you get there, it's, you know, it's great. It's, it's really good fun. Then you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you so much for that. And, and you're right, it, is, it can be really fun and really fulfilling. But yeah, that beginning bit where you're figuring it all out I think it is easy to underestimate how much work goes in to yeah. getting it right if you want to have a great product and you've talked already about the time you take selecting the paper and the frames and all that takes time and I guess now you've probably got it down to where you, you know you know what you're looking for for example in a frame or, or a glass um but at the outset I think it's fair to say most of us just don't know all of that and it does take quite a lot of research doesn't it and sort yeah. of figuring out all the options and working out what's best and I think that you've made a great point that you can easily underestimate how long that takes yeah and then when you underestimate it can get a bit frustrating as well because you you thought that you'd be further than you than you are at the moment but you know, I think it, it's a requirement for every business, really. Everyone needs to do it. So it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. And was your an initial vision then that you, rather than selling prints, you'd be selling your images printed onto other items? Was that the plan initially? I think it was prints as well as the prints printed onto other items. Um, that's, that's the idea that I had I think because I saw lots of other businesses doing that and I thought that I would need to do it to compete but actually that's that's not what the you know that that's what not 
that's sorry, that's not what I needed to be doing. Um, I think what I'm doing now, which is more the fine art side of it, is definitely where I needed to be, but it took me a while to figure that out. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I think it does for everyone sometimes. It's worth going through the journey just to kind of get to the point that you're at now. Um, and I think that's what it, what business is for, for lots of people is, is a journey, isn't it? It's, it's so much learning at the beginning and throughout. Um, I think the difference is you just kind of become a bit more equipped as you go along. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, I think it takes a while as well. I think ruling things out as well as in is also a good, as you say, good thing to do because you kind of then you're sort of really clear on what it is that you do want once you've sort of disregarded all the things that maybe won't work. Because um, I think it's easy when you start any business to have all these big ideas and plans and you're going to do all of the things and particularly as, as you said if you see other people doing it because yeah. there can be a perception that well they must be doing it for a reason if they're doing it and I want to compete I need to do that but yeah. actually um the more people you know I do these kind of interviews with and I speak to I think that there's a lot to be said for doing your own thing regardless yeah. of what everyone else is doing absolutely yeah I mean, that's one advantage of being a business owner and kind of stepping away from the corporate world is that you do what you really, really love to do. Um, otherwise, you know, you're selling yourself short and it's it probably not going to work out anyway because you won't end up enjoying it because you're not being true to what you really want to do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think especially when you're doing something creative as you are, that... Um, it needs to be you and yours and and like you said it needs to reflect you know like you were saying how you know you what you you're producing is fine art and the products need to reflect that because yeah. that's what they are so yeah that makes that makes sense yeah. well thank you so much again for all that you've shared today I absolutely love speaking with you and um i will put the link to your website and your social media platforms in the show notes everyone can come along and take a take a look at your prints and imagine being in far away places <laughs> well thank you so much Vicky thank you for having me it's been a really real really nice um experience to chat to you on my first podcast so thanks for having me oh you're so welcome thank you Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and view the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.